Welcome to a new episode on Hamburger Generation Jilil Hamburger. Tara and Mo join us today for a slightly different angle from our usual story-intensive episodes. In this part one of two recording, we are talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. We share our knowledge, thoughts, and a few stories in between. I hope you enjoy the episode. So, we meet here for uh, one reason, and one reason only, to discuss the New World Order. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, you know, I noticed something recently. Have you guys seen anyone pay with their card by putting it inside, like, you know, the chip? That's dead, right? Like, I don't see this anymore. And like old, old, old places, they do it, you know? Like the, yeah. the crappy grocery or something. No, no one does it. I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah, yeah. I, I still in. do that because the chip on my card doesn't work anymore because I sat on it way too many times. Oh. So my card, st- it kind of works maybe like 1% of the times so like with a with a chip. With the, what do you call with it? the wireless. Tap, like, tap. Yeah, with the, the tap one. Yeah. Wow. Most of the time it just it doesn't work anymore. So people try it and I'm like, no, you have to put it in. It's like, no, no, wait, let me try it. Mm. I'm like, I know. Like just, just <laughs> you know, I I actually want to ask you something because you are you just mentioned we were talking earlier you're an expert in security systems and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. I once heard that the those types of cards are like extra susceptible to like people have these machines and they'll go next to cards even if the even if your card is like in your purse they'll have mm-hmm. machines and they'll be able. They're to super swipe. easy to copy. Yeah. Yes? Yeah, they are. So they are uh, a concern? They are, definitely. So uh, they work through the same technology as RFID, right? So they just have like a, a chip that gets activated by a magnetic field that goes over it. So what you could do is any reader can take the information out of the card. So credit cards have been invented, what, like in the 60s? And in f- like since then until now, nothing really has happened in the financial sector. Like no innovation has happened apart from like financial vehicles or financial products that will complicate how you can make money even more so that you can still make money out of making money, you know, like you bet on the bet. Uh, But since credit cards have been invented, there was like the machines where you just cha-chunk, you know, like the ones where you just like slide this massive thing that prints the details of the card. That's why the numbers are embossed on the cards because they used to like copy that onto like that carbon uh, paper where it it copies that detail. And it takes days or weeks for that to actually be taken out of your account. But only rich people had access to this and, and mm. so on. And then later on, it was a magnetic strip. And then that was like data and computers were invented and blah, blah, blah. So now we're fast forwarding to now. The method is still exactly the same. There's nothing has changed. It's just the reading of information used to be that clunky thing with uh, copying the text on a piece of paper. Then it became the magnetic strip. Then it became like now this wireless tap thing or the smart chip. But all they're all doing is still exactly the same. It's just taking what is the number, what is the date of expiry, mm. what is the name, but it doesn't actually use that. And then um, the banking sector got under fire for a lot of uh, credit card fraud. And um, their solution was, oh, wait, we can add more security. Let's add the CVV number. Oh yeah, which is like sorry, it's like if 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 a thief wanted to, I agree, I agree. If a thief wanted to steal the card information, just kind of goes, oh damn, now I can't steal anymore. Oh wait a second, let me turn the car around, card around, (laughs) and now they have this code. Yeah, yeah, and now they have actual, you know. So it's um, yeah, like all I I would need to make a purchase um, is, uh, which was a big problem in the beginning of the world of crypto, was um, I could. You cannot do chargebacks on cryptocurrency, right? So, like, what does that mean? So, as in, you can, um, if I buy a shoe online now, or someone buys a shoe on my behalf using my card, I could always call the company and tell them this is fraud, or call my bank, and the bank would charge the money back to my card because these things are insured. Cool, mm. like a refund. Yeah, and then I would probably be contacted to figure out whether or not uh, those shoes have actually been ordered, and then maybe I'll have to send them back, right? Now, uh, if let's say it's a subscription type product, let's say I subscribe to Netflix and then it's a chargeback, what 
Netflix can do is cancel the subscription. So it's a win-win, everybody's cool, and then maybe I'll just get a new card and cancel this one in case it was stolen. Now, if you go and buy Bitcoin with it, nothing happens from that point of view, right? So you like your card gets charged, you get Bitcoin, and then you tell the bank, I didn't buy the Bitcoin. You get the money back, but the Bitcoin never goes back. Although it's a digital product, you cannot charge Bitcoin back. Once it goes, it never comes back unless the person who's the new owner Sense. allows it to be sent back because right. it's in the control of the new owner. It's not like how banking works. Like when you have your money in the bank, the bank controls your money. You yeah, think you control a, your money, but you don't. There's a middleman who can insure your money. But with Bitcoin, the idea is that there's no more middleman. Well, it's not really a middleman. The middleman would be more like Visa. Visa is a middleman. The bank is a custodian, is an custodian. actual owner of your money. So if the bank goes bankrupt, you can't do anything. Yeah, Your money's gone. People don't know that as well. But uh, this happened in um, 2012 and 2013 in Cyprus. Uh, they they allow, anybody who had over a hundred thousand dollars in their account were not allowed to uh, withdraw more than I think three hundred dollars a day out of the ATM. It's what's happening in Lebanon too, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. happens. Yeah, in any country that's in kind of uh, some kind of ter- turmoil, the um, uh, the elites, if you call it that, will uh, take away your money. And mm-hmm. this this has been happening pretty much all over the world, Damn, mostly in corrupt countries as well. So no offense to anybody who is from those countries. It's not about you. It's <laughs> <laughs> or no offense to anyone who's an elite in one of these countries. Yes. We have so many elites in our listeners. Political leaders tuning in. Because people sometimes get sensitive about this stuff, right? Like when you say something about a particular country yeah. and it's yeah. like, no, the people are good. It's, it's mostly not the people. The banks worldwide have always been... Um, without being too insulting like banks have always been the middle well no because technically there's a thin line in ethics when it becomes legal right so when things are legal they become ethical although they're not right so because we assume laws are written on an ethical uh, platform using elected government and so on right so we assume things are we're, we're kind of going on a tangent of philosophy now. yeah <laughs> but but we assume that things are ethical when they become legal so when a bank takes your money mm. um we can't say it's criminal i mean evading taxes uh, sorry um like how, what do you call it not evading taxes but if you don't pay your taxes in a like using legal uh, different legal ways like uh, methods like um tax you know, avoidance moving money. Yeah, ta- you're talking about tax avoidance versus tax, tax evasion. evasion exactly so yeah. tax avoidance that's that's the term i was looking for so uh, that's technically fine it's legal yeah. and it's not unethical yo i i find it so funny how you're like uh oh this is going on a tangent it's going philosophical yeah because i find it impossible to sit down with any of my bitcoining friends <laughs> without monetary theory and political theory yeah. and all that especially the older groups right like the ones that have joined back in the day like 20 let's say 10 until 2015 any of those people i find that um a lot of us have joined for political reasons can, like, can uh sorry sorry to interrupt yeah uh, how, how did you get into bitcoin um it's funny, like I, I almost beat myself about this every now and then when I think about it, because I, I heard about it around 2010, 2011, but I just dismissed it because it was like, yeah, just some startup, you know, some people. Oh, you the know, story like, is all this time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, That's so true. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm like, uh, you know, watching this thing and then the somebody's talking about like uh, there's this ted talk and someone was uh, talking about private money and how people are inventing their own forms of money and they're doing it for political reasons because they don't want to be um susceptible like their transactions don't want to be susceptible to having a middleman constantly so if let's say i have a hundred dollars and you have zero every time i send you a hundred dollars the middleman aka the bank or processing company whatever they will take, let's say, 1%. So now you get 99. Mm. You transfer 99 to me, I get like 98 point something. And then if we keep doing that transaction back and forth for, let's say, you know, uh, a few hundred times, we're basically both going to end up with zero and the bank's going to end up with 100% of the money. Meaning the entire financial system, which is, I mean, it's not really unethical to charge money for a service, but the way this is happening is, is way too far to the point where they make all the money and people cannot even compete. It's a monopoly on the money. Yeah, the the, the most um, damning one I see is them charging like 
10, 20% on remittances for like poor uh, expats living all over the world, sending money back home. That one's the most like glaring, like evil. That's the one that yeah. I go like, man, 15% of everyone's salary and like, you know, who's sending money yeah. home to the and Philippines. What's or, funny is uh, the most rural places in the world are the ones that are the most expensive to exactly. send to. So if you have someone living in like some slum in the middle of nowhere in like uh, India or Africa or South America, these are the ones who actually pay the highest amount. And uh, a lot of them are jumping on now on crypto as well. So you were watching this TED talk where the, the yeah. person was saying yeah, was these talking things? About this. Yeah, it's talking about uh, people creating their private money and how people used to create their private money using shells or using oh. bones or whatever. And how people now can do it digitally. And I was like, okay, let me look into this. And I, I got obsessed. There was like um, three weeks or four weeks or something like that where I just could not put videos down. I, like my PC, mm -hmm. I was researching, reading white paper that mm -hmm. Satoshi Nakamoto wrote. And I was like, hold on, this doesn't make sense. I mean, it made total sense. But what didn't make sense is that how come something so beautifully thought out is suddenly out there in the world? And I'm like, why didn't people come up with this earlier? But because the world wasn't ready for it technologically not yeah. not just you know mm. um and i saw this and i'm just like the more i read about it the more i just got so obsessed but i got obsessed a lot of it in, in a technical sense as well so which is why me and my uh old business partner we set up like bitcoin atms and stuff like that we started building on the platform as well we set up like 14 uh, digital currencies and things like that we just like started like really um experimenting with it as much as we can because mm. we're like we want to understand this this is beautiful it's like what you can do with it is just endless and like you know that emoji of like exploding brain that's that's how <laughs> yeah. we really felt there there really is like a a bitcoin rabbit hole which certain personality types or whatever it is when you go down the hole now like i i can't like my my youtube my instagram every feed that i have on online is all just Bitcoin stuff because yeah. that's like what I've been watching, what I've been consuming. There has this like encompassing effect where like it takes over your mind when you go down the <laughs> it rabbit does, hole. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah. And uh, there's the the world of crypto and DeFi and, and NFTs and all that. That's like a whole different ball game. I mean, if you look at what these guys are doing now, yeah, it's um, no, that's a rabbit hole. Yeah. Like uh, yo, yeah. Uh, so I imagine lots of people listening don't even know what Bitcoin is or whatever. Okay. How do you explain Bitcoin to like a first timer as if they're like a fifth grader? Okay. No, that's like uh, a straw, for example. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by the yeah. way, by the who, way, full dis who full doesn't dis understand? You, you don't understand I, it. I definitely understand. Yeah, right. For full disclosure, yeah. it's not all of us own Bitcoin. Okay. We're, we're, amazing. All, we're all Bitcoiners. Yeah. And flow <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Be careful saying that I don't own any Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, I lost oh. mine actually yeah. on a I, I, on a hard drive in the skip. It was yeah. a boating accident yeah. actually. Boating but <laughs> but um, the thing is, Lambo accident. Yeah, but for everyone, everyone who got it, everyone gets in. Well, maybe not you because you have the technical background. But in the beginning, it's like, yo, I can make some money. Like, but the Quick price. Share. No, no, it wasn't like that. It was scary as fuck. Uh, sorry, can we swear? Yeah, you can yeah, swear. You okay, swear. yeah. Um, so uh, it was really scary because in the beginning, like you're getting in and Bitcoin is about like, I don't know, $20 or $30. And then you're reading stories about how it went from 10 cents to like $26 and people shat themselves. They're like, hold on, hold on. What, what, what's happening? Why is it going so high so fast? This every time this happens, it scares me. It's not like one of those things where I kind of go, oh, woohoo, I have 20x my money. Like, yeah, you 20x your money, but it might go to zero like in an hour. Mm. Just, right. just be really careful. So it is mm. a nice like money making investment. It's it's really cool, but it's super risky. So I do want to make a disclaimer, by the way, and I really hope you don't cut this part out. Mm -hmm. It's uh, whatever I say. I am not a financial advisor. <laughs> oh man, okay, it's like no, one seriously. of those financial videos. No, no, but it's it's really really important to know because so whatever we talk about today is like uh, we might get into specific coins that I like or specific things that I've done or anything like that. If anybody ends up making a decision to invest in anything because I've mentioned it here, it's totally on you. If it goes down to zero, it's totally on you. Mm. If you make $100 million, yeah. it's totally Jamil, on you. Jamil definitely but, cut that yeah. part out. <laughs> <laughs> we, want, we want more people to buy it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Well, like uh, Cordano or something. Everybody's like obsessed with that right, yeah, yeah. these days. Well, people yeah. get obsessed with whatever yeah. goes up a lot. In the yeah. Yeah. How's that Cardano oh, yeah. doing, by the way? It's doing really well, actually. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Is it? Mo, Mo. Yeah. Mo, tell me how's yeah. it doing. Uh, Isra has speculated also in some cards. By the way, we talk about, well, by the way, we own, uh, we own fractions of coins. Okay. And so we, uh, for everyone listening. But Cardano's cheap. Yeah, 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 yeah. multiples. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're we're not we're not uh, talking about big money here, just fun stuff. Uh, okay, yeah. Let's do Bitcoin in layman's terms. In layman's, okay. What is Bitcoin? If someone for asks a child. You, for a child. All right. It's a. Uh, it's it's actually quite difficult to say it sh- in a short way. Give it your best but shot. But think of okay. <laughs> think of a um, a digital version of gold where you're able to have decentralized money, so nobody in the world owns the concept of gold. You can own some gold. I can own some gold. Everybody in the world can own some gold, but nobody owns gold, right? So imagine a digital version of that and uh, where every single Bitcoin is um, worth exactly the same worldwide. It has a global network that supports it. Transactions are being supported by a network of people we call miners. And the miners are named that because it goes after the same concept of gold mining. So you go to a mountain and you dig in and you start finding gold. Same thing happens with miners. They're basically programs or computers uh, set up by people who want to profit from this process. So what they do is they set up computers and uh, to set them to become miners, as in processing transactions. And in the same process as processing transactions, what they do is they, they um, build new blocks for the back end of Bitcoin, which is called the blockchain, which is like the database pretty much that holds all the transactions. So miners create those new records, or we call them blocks. And every block has a reward to all the miners that are doing yeah, this work. If, if I was a fifth grader, you I lost me. Like, right? you, yeah. lost me. <laughs> you did? You lost okay. Me. Well, definitely me as a fifth grader. Okay, okay. No, I can't explain to a fifth grader. It's basically just buy one now. We'll talk about it when you're 18. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't do it actually for like, uh, it would take me a while. Because I, I did actually do a workshop for uh, teenagers um, about a month ago. So about 40 teenagers, and I told them about this, like I taught them about Bitcoin, and it took about an hour and a half though, but it's a full yeah. presentation going through like the history of money and the Medici family and banking and fractional reserve and all that, telling mm-hmm. everything that's wrong with banking and money, yeah. and then how these things are fixed when you use Bitcoin. And I didn't really get into the technicalities of Bitcoin, but just um, overview, yeah. overview about is. money itself. Yeah. And if you want to know more technically, just get into it. Do you uh, have you tried to convince parents or uncles or anything? Oh, uh, good question. Uh, yeah. along, along those lines, <laughs> I've I've done over a hundred workshops with like bankers, uh, investors. Because uh, when I started working with Bitcoin, it's maybe I don't know, like uh, I don't know how you guys know about like know me or something but like it's um i've done kind of workshops uh, enough to somehow every now and then somebody would be like you should come talk on our thing or show or tv or whatever mm-hmm. so um because i started so early on right like uh, there was a place called the pizza guys in business bay i don't know if you guys ever been there best pizza in dubai but they closed down now um but uh rest in peace pizza guys <laughs> no they're still around they make bread now and other things they have other, other restaurants but um what happened is i used to hold uh, bitcoin meetups there and the people would show up and, and just you know we'd uh, have like let's say five or six people show up just on meetup.com we, you know oh. we had this bitcoin group and people just show up and um We'd just be talking about Bitcoin. Some noobs would come over as well. We'll teach them, like, what is Bitcoin and so on. And people just used to like it. And then every now and then the owner will come and sit with us and go, like, what is it you guys are doing, you know? And then one day the wife comes over and she's like, listen, if, if he's going to, his name is Rami and her name is, uh, oh, God, if she's listening to this, <laughs> her name is Amber. So, uh, Good save. <laughs> so... So Amber came over to me and she's like, listen, if Rami's going to be thinking about this, he's going to take months until he makes a decision to buy Bitcoin. So listen, I'm going to do it now. We're going to go buy a phone and we're going to accept Bitcoin for pizza. Right. So we're going to you know, be the first business in the Middle East to accept Bitcoin for payment. Whoa. This was 2013. So oh, um, wow. and then we went downstairs in the same place, like that, that kind of precinct where, where their restaurant was open. We went downstairs to this like little phone shop, you know, and bought the the cheapest Samsung they had. I think it was like 250 dirhams. It's anything with Android, right? And uh, bought the phone, put a SIM card in it, whatever, and uh, set up a Bitcoin wallet. And I bought cookies with it from because I wanted to didn't want to buy a pizza. I already had one. 
at that point. Some pricey so, cookies, man. Huh? <laughs> Some pricey cookies. Yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah. The, I mean, yes, the cookie was expensive. It's about like I think nine dirhams a cookie. Oh, yeah. Wait, they are already expensive, right? But <laughs> back then, yeah. so back then, I think the back bit, Bitcoin was about hundred dollars. Yeah. So it was about a hundred dollars per Bitcoin. Yeah. So okay, uh, okay. it's we're talking about like zero maybe point. zero point zero three. Okay. okay. Which is today's, in today's yeah is like it's a, a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For for each cookie that I bought. Yeah. But yeah, and, man, nine dirhams for a, for a cookie that's expensive yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's true, yeah. But it was the best cookie ever, actually, chocolate chip. So uh, what happened then is like it's just like an avalanche. Um, a lot of people started. Um, contacting the restaurant and me going like because we i put this on twitter saying the middle east first bitcoin transaction nice. blah 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 oh, and cool. then like uh caterer middle east which covers restaurants they brought them in then dubai i called me and then al arabiya tv called me and my partner we went on there the what? next thing you know it's like uh called us as the bank and they're like we'd like to teach our staff about this and we were like in a room with like 40 people and Whoa. explaining to them what it was and then a friend of mine was like, you're an idiot, dude. You should be making money. Banks are bastards. You should make money out of this. Mm. I'm like, okay, how do I do that? You know, I've never done this before. So we started holding workshops. And at that point, I quit my job as well. We started doing this full time. Nice. And then we started working a lot more on uh, like Bitcoin tech and stuff as well. So we set up ATMs that were launched as well as the biggest launch in the world at that point. Can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. ATMs in Dubai? Yeah, so in 2014, there were 400 Bitcoin ATMs that were launched. Uh, some people who are into Bitcoin since back then, they will probably remember them because it was a massive announcement. Uh, it was on Forbes magazine, Bloomberg, CNN, all that sort of stuff because everybody was talking about Bitcoin at that point. But it was still like, you know, you might hear a news article all over the world, news articles coming out like Amsterdam has its first Bitcoin ATM. So and so has first Bitcoin ATM. So there was this guy who uh, happens to be now my my skipper in in the sailing club. Uh, we raced together. Uh, what happened is uh, this guy basically is saying um, he put some something on Twitter saying the first Bitcoin ATM in Dubai is gonna be shipped here soon from Canada. Mm. So. Uh, my uh, old partner Sergey and I, we were just thinking, oh shit, we like this guy's gonna launch before us because we're already working on the ATMs and we had 400 of them, not just one. Mm -hmm. So um, we decided, okay, how about we reply to this tweet with our tweet saying, don't you're not gonna be first. Check out our warehouse. We have 400 oh, launched next snap. week, and we <laughs> still wanted to launch in a couple of months, but we're like, okay, fuck, let's scare him away. To. Yeah, so we just yeah, he actually canceled his order in the end, nice. and then he came to our meetup. And me and him became like BFFs. Uh, we sail together now. Like we're like nice. really good friends. And um, he's gonna be a father soon, actually, in a couple of weeks. Congrats, so, uh, Sergey. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that's basically how how it happened with the ATMs. And then uh, yeah. So the ATMs came and they were installed in Dubai. Yeah, they were installed. Uh, how not do they, all how of them. How do they work? Though? There was like, about how, yeah, how do they work exactly? So it's you go up to the ATM and uh, you have multiple things you can do. And it's like one of those kiosks where you can just buy, let's say, uh, Salic and, and do uh, credit and this kind of stuff, you know, like to yeah. top up your services or pay your bills. Yeah. So we got the same kind of technology. And what we did is uh, you go up to it and you put in your phone number and you say you want to buy Bitcoin and it verifies your phone number with an SMS. And you just put in cash. So let's say we limited it, obviously, because we didn't want people to use it for money laundering or anything like that because of regulation. Mm. But there was no regulation about it. So we weren't really sure uh, what to do with that because we would ask at like the courts, the police, the Ministry of Finance, all that. Like nobody has knows anything about it. Right. And uh, yeah, so we just decided, okay, let's make it a very small limit. So whatever anybody says, we'll be like, well, we have the full phone numbers of everybody. So that's KYC, right? And then because in mm. the UAE, it happens to be that everybody, everybody's phone number is linked with, with, a with their record ID. of the government yeah. and their ID, mm -hmm. right? And um, Are they still around, these ATMs, or they're gone? Um, I'll get to that. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so basically, you go to the ATM, you put in the cash, and it sends you an SMS with a link. You click on the link, and then you fill in your your details, as in your Bitcoin wallet and so on, and it gets transferred to you. But that would okay. take like a few minutes. Okay. And uh, yeah, and that's that's basically how Does it works. Does the transaction so, cost money? Yeah, we take five percent. Okay. Which in those days was very normal. Nowadays, because it's such a competitive market, uh, it's very normal for people to charge zero point five percent. 
like mm. 10 times less than what we did. But I think these mm. days you could probably still get away with about 3 or 5% because it's, it's a service, you know, it's a machine and so on. So we launched about like 80 of them. And then, uh, yeah, then uh, things got regulated. So we had to shut them down. Mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, could you explain Bitcoin to like a five-year-old or, yeah. or like a, a kid? It's or, super difficult. It's extremely difficult, man. And... Um, I find it to be one of the most frustrating challenges in my life, trying to communicate it to my parents. I'm totally bought into the idea. I try to convince my dad, you know, my dad, like uh, in his 60s, Jordanian man. So tech savvy isn't exactly his, that's not his forte. forte. And I know for a fact this happens, like all my friends who have got into it, they they have the same problems when talking to their parents about it. And the one thing I keep hearing is, Where is that connection? Yeah, it's, it's exactly the same place where the money in your bank account is, I which is zeros and ones on the yeah, computer. Yeah, but then there's a dollar, but there I'm sick of. But there I'm sick of dollar. Yeah. Yeah. But man, try. Yeah, yeah, just try to get this. So yeah, it's it's funny because whoever you explain Bitcoin to is going to be depending on that person's use of money, right? So for a kid, I would say is like it's a way to buy candy digitally, right? Whatever or toys, but it's not really. Um, maybe you can, but you have to explain of what the benefit is. Like, why would I want to use this instead of that? So you talk about dollar inflation and how the value of dollars collapsing and more now than ever. By the way. Um, big crash coming. We can talk about that if you want. Um, there's another thing like uh, you can talk about it from an investment point of view. If you really want to get into crypto and make some money, this is one thing. Or if you want to like uh, escape the entire um, legacy system. Yeah, like you just want to put your money in something that is a better store of value than the US dollar. Or you want to just uh, maybe you want to diversify with something else like yeah. Elon Musk now Tesla has gone in. Right? Well, you know what, Mo, about the thing with uh, your dad and like what, uh, what the older, gen- older generation says about Bitcoin. You know, it's not tangible and all that. This solely comes from the fact that they have a habit of the way they deal with money is that it's in their pocket he he lived in a world where he picks up a piece of paper and he pays like even me like i don't consider myself an early adopter like our friend thought it over here <laughs> but when i first came into bitcoin i definitely had this like worry like what like like i know i had this worry and i was like like conflicting with it like i'm mm. beating it like where i'm like it's fine it's just money that's digital but it's real it's super real money it's not just like monopoly money or, yeah but it's and, it is difficult yeah. to like i can see the difficulty of it there are yeah. stages of adoption for sure like mentally the mental hurdles i had to get through yeah and one of like one of the most like clinching moments was <laughs> one time man i was i was sending money from my bank account here in the uae i was sending it over to kraken you know to to a, a bitcoin exchange or a crypto exchange because uh, i wanted to try my luck at like uh, trading or maybe even buying some some cryptocurrencies. Anyway, the point is, man, I send the I send the thing, I send the transaction, I send it across, and I get a phone call from my bank, like, where where are you sending your money to? Where is this going? Where is it coming from? We need your salary certificate. We need this, and we need, mm. and like by the end of the call, like, this is why I want to buy Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, yeah. It's like, dude, it's my money. Let me do yeah. what I want with my money. Yeah, why it, you gotta it call pisses me? me off too, actually. Yeah. It's like so many times I'm doing like financial transactions, like for like, you know, in business actually, yeah. mostly in business, because when I'm sending money to people, whatever, most of the time they're understanding. The urgency is usually when it comes to like some kind of deal you want to do whatever and uh yeah like these little things just really piss me off it's so annoying and and what's weird as well is that um this is there's something that happened in banking over the last i don't know how many years but like when was it okay for banks to dictate how i should use my money and what what happens to my money it's my money like fuck you who are you to tell me how i should use my money i understand that there are people who loan their money and so on but my money is already in the bank it's not like i'm giving you cash that's like got some weird substance on it or you know Hmm. it's it's already in the banking system yeah it's already clean it's in your bank you know the source of that 
why can't I send it in cer- certain ways? And it's like, well, we need to, you know, money, la- like, it's with you. What are you talking about money laundering? Yeah. But funny enough, from a cybersecurity point of view as well, the banks are the worst at this stuff, actually, as well. So they have the worst systems that, like, uh, like for dinos- example, dinosaur yeah. systems. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I'll give you examples. And, and if anybody, uh, I don't know if anybody from <laughs> listens to this, but if they do, please do something. So I don't know if you guys know this, right? So from a hacker's point of view, when you want to set someone's passwords, right? You want to set a password for your own Gmail or whatever. There's a reason why Gmail doesn't have a limit for, I mean, they have a limit, but it's very, very big for the amount of letters and characters that you need to have to have a password. They will tell you it needs to be a minimum of this this long. Yes. And they will also tell you, uh, make sure you have up, uppercase, lowercase, numbers, characters, all this kind of stuff. They're a bit relaxed, but you know there are some things that are a lot more uh, strict about these things. But banks, this is where it's fucking weird. They tell you it has to be between 8 and 10 characters, right? Mm. And they're saying, oh yeah, we're very strict about that because it's for security reasons. Hold on, when you're saying to someone it's between 8 and 10 characters, you're giving me clues how to solve it. Yeah. Mm. You're telling it can't me it's, be more than 10. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay, that means I will set my machine to predict between 8 and 10 characters. I'll be like, it has to start with a letter. Thank you so much, bank. Yeah. They're giving you like, constraints yeah, to work with. They're giving yeah. me clues, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, like, you know, guess which cup. It's Does a sec- it you know? actually say it has to start with a letter? Uh, yeah, with That's the bank. Crazy. Yeah, the with the um, so they actually use the same uh, business banking system. It's called Smart Business. <laughs> Ironically, not very and, smart. <laughs> and uh, what's funny is like I don't know. Is this like regarded illegal? What I'm saying now against the? It's not really against the bank. So. I really I hope they're listening like so that they can. Yeah. So in Smart Business, if you ever use that, so it's it's actually the way it works. It, it works. It works really well, but. There are certain things in how, like, uh, I called them once because my password wouldn't change. It asked me, I have to change my password. Password's too old, so I'm trying to change it, and it wouldn't work. And the guy tells me, oh, yeah, because uh, we removed the ability to put special characters. It has to be numbers and letters only. I'm like, wait, so you're telling me 8 to 10 characters, and I cannot put special characters now. You're making it easier for hackers. So they really need to fire their security team and get a new one, maybe hire us. We can look into it. But, uh, but really, it's like um, these things, I've noticed this across all banks. The reason I'm mentioning those two is because it happens to be the ones I'm using. But it's just, uh, yeah. Like, next, next step, they're going to tell you, your password must be steal my money, please. <laughs> yeah, just make the password. Everybody's password. password. <laughs> yeah, Make the password password. That's another one. Password, yeah. Uh, oh. yeah, I, yeah. The oldest trick in the book. Yeah. Um, it's my Wi-Fi. On the on the uh, yeah, on the, men- the mental hurdle of like ad- adopting Bitcoin or whatever, man. I I try to tell everyone that I don't try to tell everyone buy as much as you can, man. Put all your money. I'm not like that. I'm like be responsible. But look, this is really a, an, a major improvement to the financial system. And I was I remember one time I was uh, a couple of weeks ago sitting with some friends. We we're in the desert, and we we're talking. <laughs> There's some of, some of my my fiance's friends and some friends of mine. And I'm like, yo, guys, like, trust me, this is like legit, like, uh, it's a real thing. It's disrupting the way the financial systems work. Like, it's a really cool thing. And like, if maybe you just allocate 1%, 2%, but like, this is a good hedge uh, against inflation, things like that. And I'm like, eh, no way, hey, like, hey, da, like, man, it's it's a bubble, it's going to collapse. And man, I don't believe in it. It's a scam. And, you know, the, the, the usual... Uh, the, the the usual like lines you know yeah, it's, it's yeah. a scam yeah. and whatever 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 and they're like um where do you where do you have your savings now i said <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, i'm like dude like you're the perfect use case here yeah. like, <laughs> like he's like eh, ha, eh, wallah, i can't take my money out of the bank and it's stuck and all that i'm yeah. like dog like <laughs> i get asked actually by quite a lot of people like I have, I have a few lebanese friends and they ask me all the times like is there any way we could do this and stuff i just teach them how to use bitcoin yeah and they they go with it, but like this is a massive problem there of moving. Like there was this um, time recently where the banks wouldn't allow anybody to take a money out of the ATM at all. Yeah. They shut down everything. That was like during the revolution and stuff. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Sad. Beautiful country. Just yeah. sad what it's going through. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I can share my personal experience of the coin, of Bitcoin. Yeah. 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 The coin. The coin. The coin. The coin. Has the coin. newly coined a term. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I mean, I, I obviously don't have a strong background in it. But I'd always hear Mojo like in the background, like, oh, Bitcoin this, Bitcoin that. Like, he's always <laughs> going on about the Bitcoin. So then uh, one time Mojo had to borrow some money from me. Well, why did you borrow money from me that one time? <laughs> to invest in Bitcoin. I forget. But it, yeah, I remember. It, I, it was something like you wanted, you had to pay somebody, but you didn't want to go to your oh, bank. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a thing. There yeah. was a thing. Mo, yeah. Mo owed me for football. I paid for him. Yeah, there's a thing where like, yeah, it was really. It was during Corona times. I remember. Like I had just I had just opened a new bank account, and the bank was like, "We'll give you five thousand dirhams if you keep a minimum amount of the in the bank for three months." You know, it was like a promotion thing, and I needed to spend some of the money, but I would go under the minimum, and I'm like, "No, I want that money. <laughs> I want my promotion. It's the reason I opened." Did you get it? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Eventually, it's, pretty, it's a pretty cool deal. So I went to Israel, I'm like, yo, I can't spend any more money or else I'm not going to get my promotion. Can you lend me some money? Which anyway. then led to yeah. <laughs> Mojo being like, oh, you want your money back now? Like, I can give you your money back, I guess, once he got his deal sorted, yeah. you know? Or like salary or something. And then I kept being like, yeah, give it to me, like in cash, give it to me. And he's like, man, I have to go all the way to the ATM. And it was like lockdown times where like you could only go out with the permit and stuff like that. Mm. And he'd send me all these lame excuses like, you know, ATMs, they're like Corona hubs, you know, for my own personal safety. <laughs> I shouldn't go to an ATM. <laughs> Till eventually he was like, listen, why don't I just buy you some Bitcoin with that money? It was like a few thousand dirhams. So I was like, sure, yeah. why not? This was a year ago? This was, mm, yeah, ago. maybe like, like right before the downturn, maybe right before March, maybe. Yeah. yeah, so you've almost 10 x Well done. I mean, <laughs> well, if she if she yeah, had strong, you sold it. If she had stronger hands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but I okay, I really operate off a non greedy platform. I like to think I'm not greedy. Uh, no, okay? give give money to people. It's great to other people. Yeah. <laughs> so what I did is I went. What what when, what did I buy at? Yeah, around eight or I bought seven. it around eight mm. and I told Mo sell at 18 because he was like Mojo's like big advice was don't be an emotional investor right. set you know the parameters set your, exi set your ex exits immediately yes and then w don't be emotional exactly yeah so then I was like fine and then I set it at 18 and, and, then then, it, was and it was when it was like 17 point like nine whatever i was like don't sell don't sell <laughs> <laughs> it's like calling me like oh, did you sell it I had to cancel the order cancel the order because yeah. it was going up really fast then yeah. and then i maybe i ended up selling it 20 or 22 something like that, like that. Low something like that. But anyway. yeah. uh but by then i had already invested another amount so that was just like the first amount i had ever oh. yeah invested yeah, my, uh, my, it's funny. So that's me when it comes to the coin. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> so you're out now? You still no. have it. She's okay. still, she I, I still have. Okay. We re-entered. Yeah. I re-entered at 12. At 12, I re-entered. Oh, that would be good if you exited at 18. Entered yeah, but at anyone who knows the price history is confused right now because it never went back to 12 after 20. So like, how did you exit at 21? Oh, as in like at 8 I bought, then it went up to 12, I bought again. Ah, and then okay. the initial amount that was at eight because I had like group A, group mm. B, group A <laughs> in my head, you know, <laughs> group A, I sold at twenty. Group B was still in it, baby, <laughs> <laughs> going in strong. I'm <laughs> not selling that one. So, but it's yeah. funny you can tell a lot about a person's uh, philosophy and like psychology about like how they think about like their yeah. money and investments. Yeah, I, I feel like I have like a no regret policy. I don't know. I feel there's a lot of these people that sit around like, oh my god, if only I did this. Oh gosh, like there's a lot of yeah. I get this. that all the time. That's actually. definitely but the bad way to approach it. I I yeah. feel like I eight to twenty. Yeah, that's amazing. I doubled in something my money. Man, I'm really happy about that. The I end. roll my eyes so hard when someone goes like, "If only." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. These two words. I mean, like, you could apply this to everything in life. I could I could apply this to like school exams and like. I mean, it's not really. It's anything. If only I had known, right? If, but, if only you could go back in time and change world history. You could literally mm. like change the entire course of yeah. human civilization. Well, if yeah. you know history. things in advance. <laughs> 
Yep. It's such a stupid thing to say. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like I yeah, could, I, I could know. like bet on everything in the world. If only you know ten minutes yeah. of, of future, you. Exactly. Yeah. There's one man. My uh, so when early on, early on, before they had, before some of my friends and family had, you know, their own, uh, their own accounts and wallets and things like that. I would be like, just send me, it'd be like a small amount, send it to me, I'll buy you some, and then withdraw your coin. I don't know if that's illegal. Is that illegal? No. no. Okay. Uh, well. So, so <laughs> like, I love how nah. we're looking at you. Because it's, like a, a, uh, it's like KYC. <laughs> it's not actually me that's buying it. It's, as in, it's under my name, but it's actually for someone else. Well, I mean, you do mean it as a gift, right? So it's okay. Oh. Yeah. 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 It was a gift. We want yeah, to yeah. avoid any so. other. And Mo was generous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so people were, were sending me money. It's funny. I think this episode this episode is gonna be like five minutes <laughs> long. <isn't it>? <laughs> <laughs> um, Just put it on only only fans. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Uh, this is actually part of the reason the bank called me. Like, what was all this money? I thought it's part of the reason yeah. you sent them the money. Yeah, yeah. Like only fans. Uh, uh, true. <laughs> um, so. I learned so much about my close circle of friends that I bought for mm-hmm. uh, because I, han- I had the key to buy or sell. So if someone wanted to sell, they would call me and be like, hey, man, can you like sell for me? That's it. I want to get out like a with her weekends or uh, any uh, or like my dad or my brother, like all, all of them I-, I had purchased through my account. So you learn so much about a person. Uh, in how they react, especially something like Bitcoin, where the price fluctuations are like <laughs> unbelievably like a, Man, like a roller coaster. That shit is volatile. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and the yeah. best part is when they find like when somebody older in your family calls you because shafuha bil jaride. It's like <laughs> it's like they saw it in a newspaper and it's like it's already two days old. This information. It's like it went down. It crashed. It's like no, it picked up again in like an hour later. <laughs> but it's just. You saw it in a newspaper, yeah, which yeah. was printed a few days ago, That's and it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Bitcoin checking on the newspaper. Yeah. But this is this is literally how we used to trade, right? That's mm. so ironic. Yeah. yeah. So funny. Yeah. So I I learned a lot <laughs> about the people around me, um, namely, like for example, my brother. Uh, he had bought some, and then he, you know, some people get a little too excited when you buy. And then they'd be like, oh, I was also reading about this like other thing, like Cardano. And yeah. I heard like this, this one's going to explode. I'm like, oh, take it easy. Just buy one, whatever. Yeah, so yeah I remember yeah. like sometimes I'd be like sleeping early in the morning and I get, uh, I'd be sleeping and I, I sleep in because, uh, you know, and then I get, a, from home. I get a phone call of like uh, my brother. He's like, Mo, Mo, it's going down. It's going down. <laughs> sell now. Sell now. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like I'm sleeping. Let me do it. I'll do it later. Whatever, whatever. A couple of hours later. But they're into trading or just because they saw the price go down? Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be yeah. a long-term hold. They didn't like, they didn't like their entry. They yeah. saw some d- decline and got emotionally, uh, un- un- you know, uprooted. And then, so I'd, I'd be called and he'd be like, sell, sell, sell. It's going down. It's going down. But like, man, I'm sleeping. Like in a couple of hours when I wake up, I'll do it, whatever. I wake up a couple hours later. I look at the price and it's gone up since he told me to sell. I'm like, do you still want me to sell? Like, no, 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 keep it. It's going up now. It's going up now. <laughs> You know, it's, no, it's, uh, it's emotional trading is super dangerous. It's the most dangerous thing mm. ever. In fact, I feel like I, I protected a lot of people from it. Like Khalid, who's been on this podcast, a friend of mine, mm. like Khalid, uh, same thing. I had some of his money and Khalid would be like, bro, sell. And I get, man, I'll show you I, like the WhatsApps that I get from him. Like all caps, <laughs> all caps, bro, Mo, I want to buy. The price went down. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, I'm doing it, bro. I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy. And then he'd be like, never mind. It's going up. Cancel, bro. Cancel. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Like you, it's and it's like 500 dirhams. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the guys moving nations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. Well, it's funny. It's, it's yeah. super, super dangerous to do this emotional trading. Yeah, like yeah. I have a few friends that have done this. Uh, I got one story for you guys. It's like um, in 2013, there was this, the biggest exchange in the world was called Mount, well, it's MT Gox. MT People call it Mount Gox, but it's MT as in... Magic the Gathering online exchange. Oh, is that what it stood for? Yeah, Magic the Gathering. I didn't know that. It's a card game. So what I used to do is it was an exchange where you could go and exchange cards with people and then you sell them for money and so on. And then Bitcoin came out and they're like, hey, let's include this on our network. It's literally like cards, like play cards for like fantasy games called Magic the Gathering. Mm. And then so MTGOX. But at some point, people started calling Mount Gox because mountain, but MT dot, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, but anyway, so it's MT Gox. Um, 
It's the world's biggest exchange. They had the biggest amount of Bitcoin and everything like that. Everybody's trading on it. And then the price reached about 1,200, 1,300, something like that. That was like the bubble back then in 2014. Yeah. And um, at some point, uh, news came out that MTGOX got hacked and all of their Bitcoins are gone and so on. So in the whole world, the price of Bitcoin is still about 1,200 and it's starting to crash because everybody got the news. But on Mt. Gox or MT Gox, uh, the price there was uh, maybe about $100. So it's like less than 10% of the price. So a lot of people, uh, because now uh, MT Gox are going to get into liquidation, they need all the money they can get. So they're opening up and saying, well, Bitcoin is so cheap. And then people are like, oh, wow, I can buy Bitcoin there and arbitrage them, take them out, sell them at a different exchange for 10 times more. So I know this lady who was part of our, you know, uh, meetup group here in Dubai. And she had something like $120,000 in savings her whole career, right? Oh, no. And she decided it's a good idea to send them to a crashing, liquidating exchange who will literally, like, when you deposit, it's called deposit because you're giving ownership of the money to them with a contract that says that you own it, but it's with them. Well, they own it, but they owe it to you. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, so it's an investment, and they could crash. Meaning they can, you know, that's how they banks keep work. the money. Mm. Yeah. So that's why they call them deposits. So while and, it was collapsing. Yeah, and while this is happening, she did that, and then after maybe not even that long, after like three days, they announced that all withdrawals are halted f- till further notice. Next thing you know, is like she can't take her bitcoins out. She can't take her money out. Nothing. And then next thing you know is the the owner or the the CEO is apologizing on the news. He's been taken to prison. Four hundred and eighty million dollars worth of Bitcoin were stolen, and the whole thing closes. And she's like, "Unbelievable! Fuck! What do I do now?" Her whole life savings were gone. So emotionally investing, just this is like the most important thing. Like nobody should ever do that because that's that's exactly what happened. Actually. Ooh, you put yourself imagine, into yeah? so much risk putting all your money. Yeah, like it's, that. it's yeah. almost like it's almost half a million dirhams. Yeah. yeah, just gone like you know because it's like you saw an opportunity but didn't actually stop to think about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I guess I mean, this would be a perfect time to say to anyone who's new in Bitcoin, not your keys, not your coins. If it's sitting on an exchange somewhere, you're always at risk that the exchange might collapse or might liquidate and you lose everything. So always try hold your own. Yeah, it's just think of it as a bank. Yeah. <laughs> well, but the thing is, people don't know that about banks, right? That's the biggest, yeah. weirdest thing is that people think when your money's at the bank, it's like, it's like there's this room where they put all the money in and there's like <laughs> guards with guns outside and they're protecting the money. But if you go at any time, they will open that vault that looks like Ocean's Eleven and they're going to take that money out and give it to you. Wait, it's that's, like that's not what it looks like. <laughs> but it, it's just so situation. strange that people think that, they think that, right? Like they think they own it. They think that the money at the bank is... There's only a few Swiss bank accounts that allow this. Other than that, everything is... You know, Fractional. Yeah, and it's it's... Digital. Basically, it's a Ponzi scheme. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But there is the... We're so against banks today, Yeah, but in in defense of the banks, in defense (laughs) of uh, keeping your money at a bank, also... They have insurance, which is good. You have insurance, and historically, they get bailed out every time they they go to shit. The major ones in the States. Yeah, true, true. They get bailed out, so you have the support of the American government behind it. They're kind of like too big to fail... Unless, like, it's not a guarantee, but yeah. they have this support system. But, yeah, so the reason a support system works is because uh, of the money printing part, right? Is because they do have a monopoly in that system. So the reason they save you is because they're trying to protect themselves, not because they're trying to save you. Because hmm. they aren't actually trying to save you. They'll take your money all the time. It's, it's because they're trying to save themselves in every economic crash. That's why it happens. Are you checking the Cordano price? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I was reading, uh, this, this is not a personal story, but it's just funny anyway. That it, yeah. it, it summarizes the fiat system so hilariously, fiat being government money. But um, I was reading this story in a book. It was like a Bitcoin book or something. And they were talking about an island way, a historical, this is a historical thing, event where there was some island off the coast of the Philippines or something, and 
Palawan or something like that, where people had discovered a nearby island that was really rich in some precious stone. Mm. And the island people would get their boat, go to the next island, and get the precious stones back to their island. But the stones were huge. Some, you know, it was like think of like massive marbles and things that massive ships would bring them along, and multiple men would have to carry these stones. And it became so prevalent as a store of value on this island uh, that people would begin trading using this stone as their currency. Uh, but then, obviously, over time, people would start doing little transactions and be like, well, I'm not going to carry this stone all the way from here and give it to, to Abu Abdullah down the street over there. Mm. Let's just keep a ledger of who owns what. And, you know, Abu Abdullah has 10 stones. This guy over there has five stones. So they had a central record-keeping database, mm. which they did manually. And every time someone would be like, I'm going to buy a house from this guy, they wouldn't go and move the rock physically to his house. They would just say on, on this central ledger, Abu Abdullah now only has five stones. And now this guy has five stones, you know, yeah. like mm. a transfer of wealth. And it became completely centralized on a ledger that people uh, would disregard the, the rocks themselves. And mm -hmm. it reached a point that there was such an enormous demand for more and more rock ownership that people would take their ships over to the island and start sending them back in like massive amounts. And naturally, during this like craze, like this mania of getting all these uh, rocks to the island, some ships on the journey would <laughs> would fall, you know, like uh, they'd be too heavy Collapse. and they would sink under the ocean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there was, so then there would be lots of this, like not this resource that they were using as currency that was under the sea somewhere. No one knew where it was, but they would still in the island be like, yo, remember that rock that, what, that, that sunk like two years ago? <laughs> That was Abu Abdullah's. I'll give it to you. Like, you know, uh, they start they still referencing it. They are still using yeah. the rocks that aren't even there, that are yeah. under the sea somewhere as currency because the ledger is all they need. This like, it's just a belief system in the rock, even though <laughs> the rock is nowhere to be seen. It's like when people, uh, nowadays there are apps where you can buy and sell prayers. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's reminded me of that because it's like, what? Wait, it doesn't compute. Yeah, <laughs> I saw yeah. Uh, buying and selling uh, the Hajj. Like, yeah, yeah. Pay me, you and can, I will do Hajj for you. There's, uh, oh, you can yeah. do dua, and you can pay extra if you want the person to cry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, there was a voice note that was going around. That's an at yeah, yeah, point yeah. Of like, it's uh, an Egyptian uh, guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I saw uh, in Egypt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was that one? Yeah, yeah. 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 Hilarious. <laughs> but yo, that's uh, that's basically a metaphor for money. Like this is how what money is. But this yeah. is exactly and this is exactly yeah. what you were saying earlier. Like these banks don't actually have your money in the banks. They have whatever ten percent. It's lent it out. It's it's a, sunk in the ocean somewhere. It's in the ocean somewhere. They just tell you, Oh yeah, you have this much and whenever some trouble happens, the American government has the ability or the Fed has the ability to just go print as much money as they want. It's insane. Uh, I heard a statistic, or I read this recently, something like 40% of all the U.S. dollars in circulation currently were printed in the last 12 months. Yeah, yeah 26%. 26%. Yeah, a quarter of all, more than a quarter of all, all the money in existence yeah. has been printed in 2020. Insane! Yeah, yeah, yeah this crazy. is So the graph, if you look at the graph of money printing, it's like, it's like that, and it goes up, it keeps going up, and then in 2020, it just goes like this. Exponential. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, just uh, this... this one year just a straight vertical line and this and is going to cause in this one year so the the problem with this is that it, it's going to cause inflation this is why i'm saying about earlier on i mentioned uh, there's going to be a crash yeah uh now i know quite a lot of uh people who are sort of you know the the heavy kind of institutional style investors uh, in this town and, and in london and so on um just friends and you know and a lot of them are liquid now they're like i'm not touching the markets everything's out i'm just waiting to be ready to buy everything again once it crashes every single one of them believes i'm out i cannot you know like tesla is too high microsoft is too high disney's too high like everything's in bubble territory now and it looks like now with the money printing as well is that it's gonna eventually it's gonna start causing inflation because mm -hmm. 
inflation usually happens a few months after money printing happens, after the value collapses, right? It usually happens either because banks uh, liquidated or uh, assets got liquidated or some real estate crash or anything like that that would bring down the value of the dollar. But then when it comes from printing, usually that happens a few months later. And then now there are the worst three things are happening in the U.S. economy. And not to sound political, but, you know, uh, Democrats have brought this on now, uh, is that um, basically they printed all this money in 2020 because of COVID, right? They had to do that to give out stimulus checks. But now they're actually, they want to pass this law for $15 minimum wage. Yeah, I heard about this. At the same time where all small businesses are already fucked because of COVID, they're already struggling. So not only are they about to close down and they're like running really thin, they have to now start paying like triple or quadruple the amount they normally pay in wages to their staff, meaning more of them are going to close down. And then all these people are going to be unemployed. And at the same time, the value of the US dollar is going to shit. It should be, if we go by the calculation, it should inflate by 26%, meaning every, like, every gallon of gas is going to be like, you know, uh, what is it? It's is- going to... 26% yeah, more expensive. 50 cent more. I think it's $2 now in the States. Or something. So then what should we be doing? Should we be taking our money and buying property right now? Uh, well, I mean, depends what you're doing and how uh, active you are about watching markets. But if you are Zero. active, stay in. And as soon as you smell the bubble bursting, just get out first. Uh, don't be greedy. So if you think the price of something is going to go to like X go like X minus 5% and sell, right? Sell just before it gets to the X that you're happy with, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. So um, like last year when I was, sorry, what are you going to say? But yo, man, you're going to take 5% away from my happiness? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't buy happiness. Yeah. Oh, damn. It's so, I saw this meme or something yesterday. Uh, somebody's like, yeah, rich people say money can't buy happiness. It's okay. Give me your money. I'll buy stuff with it. <laughs> like, just you don't know where to buy happiness. Just give it to me, and I'll show you yeah. how I can buy happiness. For yeah. real. So, um, it does help, right? It definitely. It does help. Oh. It can't buy happiness, but oh. it can't it buy can love. Buy like uh, <laughs> comfort, security, yeah. all it's, these things. Yeah, yeah. It's like money can't buy love. Well, it can get you to meet someone for sure, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> more definitely increases the chance more interest yeah. 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 from people if yeah. you have money. You know, you're, no you're, one wants to date a hobo. Exactly. Yeah. You're way more likely to get a second date if you don't ask her to pay for you. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> yeah. percent. Like Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. I, I know it. It was. I don't know. I did that, and it was apparently it was frowned upon. <laughs> so she didn't want to talk to me anymore. Go figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I gotta meet. Is it? Is it? Uh, it's your mom, right? She's the matchmaker of the world, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta like hook me up, right? Matchmaker so just, extraordinaire. Just use this podcast and circulate it around her circles, and you know. And my mom's like heavily on Bitcoin now, so really, my mom's like full on cool. libertarian now. She's yeah. also accepting payments in Bitcoin. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny because my mom and my dad, they're like both pretty into it. And like my mom, especially and the other day I was like leaving my house. I was just talking to her. I'm like, this was when uh, Congress got stormed by the Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yo, mama, you see what's happening? Like the, the, the Congress is being stormed. And my, my mom's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's hilarious. It's funny. It's exactly what I thought. It's so right? funny. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like full on like, yeah, down with the dollar, up with yeah, the yeah, dollar. Yeah, Yo, she's so in with it. Yeah, like, yeah that's cool. Oh, that's it's so really funny. awesome. Actually, everything I see, is, it's like I'm calculating it like that as well. Yeah, it's not that direct, but it does actually work. Oh, no, 100%. <laughs> Stimulus checks now coming in. Watch the Bitcoin yeah, price of go. Of course, of course. It's well, like, if, go ahead. What are you going to say? I was going to say, well, you were saying earlier, like, everything's price is going to go up because the dollar is going to go down. Well, mm. everything's price is going up, so will Bitcoins. It's also yeah. anti-inflationary. I mean, the GameStop thing yeah. that was literally right oh, after man. the last stimulus check yeah. is because people, like, majority of people who are getting this money don't need it. Yeah. They're getting it because it's like, oh, let's all be equal with everybody. Let's just, everybody gets the same amount of money. But actually, only a few people need it who are the unemployed, poor, blah, 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 right? So they could just give it to those people. And anybody who has X amount, just don't give them anything. But oh. then they'll be like, oh, there's going to be like some kind of revolution or something when this happens. So they're just going to give everybody that money. And then what's the unemployment rate? It's like 20% or something like crazy like that or 10. I don't know. It's very high. Yeah, it's but 10%. let's say let's say it's like 
20%. Let's say it's 25%, right? That means three quarters of the country don't need it. They're all going to be investing. So you have about 200 million people. Right. There are trillions of dollars that are going to go into markets. Into, yeah. And what's the market to go to now? Everybody says stock market is overinflated now. It's well over, over bubbled now. So it's just, and, and crypto is everywhere. It's like, oh, I'm going to buy me some Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, so, um, those stimulus yeah. checks, how much are they? I, I never two thousand dollars. I think it's thousand four hundred or something. Yeah. Wow, yeah. 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 even small my amount, yeah. my fiance, she's American, currently uh, looking for work here in Dubai. I'm pretty sure she's eligible to get it as well. Oh wow! Even people who are abroad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, poor her. She lives yeah. in Dubai. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what slum that must be. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, you know what's crazy is that after like, inshallah, when COVID goes away, we think that it's going to be rosy and a beautiful world it might actually turn out to be a much worse world than what we are at right now after covid in, yeah in which sense i think so in the sense of like i don't know like uh you know the whole inflation and maybe a lot of people are going to become poor maybe it's going to be a more like dystopian world than what it is right now yeah dystopian definitely due mostly to the surveillance and all these things that are being taken advantage of i think so mm. Mm. i watch a lot of those kinds of movies yeah so <laughs> you can see where my mind is going <laughs> yeah. yeah like v for vendetta oh, you should watch I it again you should watch is, it again that movie is, yeah. watch it again that now after covid i watched it a few you? months ago Did you see? throughout covid it's so yeah, funny because i never noticed the pandemic part of it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah until until i watched it again now yeah. like maybe two months ago because yeah. i was dating somebody who's never seen it she fell asleep in the first 10 minutes but like um i was watching it and then i just continued. did you dump her, huh? did you dump her? she fell asleep during the- <laughs> that's where it ended the, the first 10 minutes that's where he does the no, monologue it, that's yeah like the best it, part. it ended after but like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of the signs it wasn't gonna work out i don't know how far i can go because i don't know like you know <laughs> don't worry we'll make sure to tag you yeah <laughs> and everyone you know your family yeah, yeah, tag your her, linkedin yeah. so <laughs> So there's this part where this where the the two detectives are in the office and they're talking about like if the government had anything to do with this would you want to know and then they start going into the details of it and they start talking about the the how the the government or the the political party released a virus and then said we have the cure and they got elected into office and 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 and, and it's like the same exact things happening yeah. now dude when I was watching and, that part I was glued to my laptop yeah. 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 Uh, that's a that's a crazy movie and there's uh another one not one of the, not a great movie but watching it post covid is contagion contagion oh yeah the one that's about a oh, watching it pandemic. in the middle of covid actually you're watching like, it right like uh, if you watch this like let's say in april last year it shows you a world that's gonna we're all gonna die that's it yeah true because in the movie true. there's true. like i don't know whoever it is like there's always morgan freeman being an amazing president right and he like saves everybody <laughs> but but in reality we know it's gonna be like either trump or dementia biden and you just kind of go like oh shit what's gonna happen now we're all gonna die because it's one of those two right it's like like extreme left or extreme right dementia biden. yeah sorry it's just it's just it's elder abuse that he's president really it is elder abuse he should not be yeah. and yeah and um yeah then we can also debate the other thing of whether or not was it rigged but <laughs> so in in short in short back to bitcoin you recommend the money printer is coming so you are advising everyone you're giving everyone financial advice to go buy some bitcoin uh, I'm not giving anybody financial <laughs> advice. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's 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 a it's a good joke, man. It's yeah. a good joke. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Um, so um, now I'd say just look into it. Like, um, think of it this way. Um, imagine like put yourself in the 1990s, right? Like everybody in the 90s was, um, you know, just doing like envelopes and getting paper and you lick it and you lick a stamp and there's a lot of licking so that you can send some message from somewhere (laughs) in the world to somewhere else and it takes days and months and you know shit gets lost and then all of a sudden somebody invented the email right we've been doing the other system for a few hundred i don't know over 100 years and then suddenly email comes along and of course when email came along uh i don't know how old you guys are but when email came came along (laughs) I i was around i was around yeah 
So I was a teenager, right? And then I, I had an email address and, and uh, used the internet. And it was one of those things that my parents used to make fun of. It's like, all oh, the kids these days. Mm-hmm. Like, what yeah. kind of messages are they sending each other? <laughs> yeah. Nothing. We were flirting with, uh, with like, girls. Like, you know. But, like, but that's what we used to do. And it was one of those things that, all oh, the kids these days, all that. And I tried to teach my parents email. Mm-hmm. My dad didn't want to learn it, but my mom did. And then she started using it at work all of a sudden. And then now it's a thing. And uh, but now imagine if that actually had a massive impact on your life. So you're not only learning how to write a message and then if you don't want to, it's okay. you can call the person or whatever. Mm. But imagine if this is actually your value in life that you use to eat, to sleep, to pay utilities, to, you know, buy a house, to buy water. You know, Um, it's it's the same kind of system. So like the train is leaving. So you better be somehow on it uh, Mm. because it will leave you behind. So. The financial system currently is broken. We all know it's broken. Uh, like 2008 happened, and now it seems like the same thing is happening again. No one's accountable. We all know that nobody got put in prison, except for one guy they wanted to make an example of because they had to put someone in prison. They had actually nothing to do with it. And um, like thousands of people got bonuses when the, when the, bon- when the bailouts came in, and banks made a ton of money, and everybody else lost. And we know this is the case. Nobody can do anything about it. And then we're going to just keep doing this again and again and again. I mean, back then, people used to get away with it because we didn't have the internet. We didn't have the ability to share information so fast so that we know what actually happened in the financial crises that came before this. But now that we do, uh, okay, so we have a system now. It works. It's still volatile. We still figure it out as we go. But it will happen. So... Are you on the train or not? I think this is the question that people need to ask themselves. And then obviously educate yourself. Don't buy to make money. Just buy so that you can uh, learn how to use it. Put in like $10 just to see how it works. And once you understand it fully, you'll be like, oh, wow, okay, now I get it. Take it as an educational thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I think it's one of those things that's worth learning. Like just like email, it's worth learning because you can communicate with people, you know, or social media or don't ever learn TikTok. There's no point. (laughs) But like all the other things, I mean, there's, yeah. I beg to disagree, man. You can make amazing dance videos on TikTok. (laughs) Do you have a TikTok account? No, I don't. (laughs) I just do what influencers do. Thank you so much for listening. As Tarek mentioned, always remember to do your own research before investing in anything. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss part two, which will be coming out very soon. You can also find us on Instagram or YouTube for some more Hamburger Generation content. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you on the flip side.